Hey guys, you know what time it is. It's time for another edition of Teach Your Sign. Yes, today we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of AI. We're going to talk about how, well, think about it. This is an opportunity for your son to really, really do well in the world that's coming up. And how do you prepare him for that? You know that your son has amazing gifts and talents. How do you prepare him for what's coming in the age of AI? Well, we're going to get right on that topic right now, right here on the Teacher Son Show. But before we get into that, we want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back to the next episode in next season of Teacher Son. It's been a crazy one with my mom in the hospital and my dad in the nursing home, but we are here. We are live. We're doing it right here. So let's get on with it. Let's talk about our listener question. Our listener question. How do you continually repeat the same things to your autistic son that you do day in, day out, and have it be effective? Well, consistency. It's all about consistency. If you want your son to follow your directive, you have to be consistent. On top of that, you also can use a little trick. Instead of being real loud, you can actually be a lot more quiet. And then that will help get their, their attention too. So you can switch your modulation, if you want to use that word. Sometimes I can just stare. I don't even have to say a word. I can just stare. Yeah, you get that. It's kind of like a second pair of eyes like your mom used to have. Yeah. You get that. I think as a diploma, it comes as a secret gift in the Kellogg's, you know, cereal on the day of your graduation. The little stare, the teacher stare. But that's another way you can do it too. So those two ways are really good. Mixing it up a little bit, but always staying consistent. And if something doesn't work, don't be afraid to not do it again, you know. If that's something that you can learn from, I wouldn't call it a mistake. You're learning what works for your son. So that's a great question. If you have another question, of course, you can email teachersson at gmail.com. That's the address. So we'll jump right into AI here. What are the effects of AI? How do you get your son excited about AI? There's so many things right now when we're talking about AI, what do we exactly mean? Well, we're talking about artificial intelligence from the standpoint of prompting. These are programs that you give prompts to, and then they come up with products that match those prompts. For example, if I were to tell Dolly, and I have, I've actually done this, where I sit down and I say, okay, Dolly, I want you to make me a painting of the Dallas skyline and I want you to make it in the brush strokes of Jackson Pollock and I want you to put the the mobile building and the reunion tower and the green bank America building 
you know, and tell it everything to put in there. And then I want it on a pool of glass or, or a pool of a river that looks like glass and there's reflecting all the fireworks. Well, Dolly will produce that. So this is a wonderful tool for your, your son, especially if your son is into creativity, like mine happens to be, so this would be great. So how do I go about getting him prepared for this giant step where he's going to be the prompter and going to be able to let go of the control? Well, there's a couple things you can do. First of all, let's look at way the ways AI is really revolutionizing the autistic educational world. There was an update on March 24th of 2022 and they were talking about the impact of AI for autistic children. Now mine is a teenager mind you but I could see this happening. One of the things that they talk about is the ability to repeat instructions over and over again without being emotionally invested and show that disappointment when they don't follow directions. So that would be a great, wonderful way that AI could help, especially if you're in a homeschool environment or a teaching environment where you are the teacher. You know, if you've told Johnny to put his feet on the floor for, you know, 50 times, it's going to be hard to come back and say it in a way that's going to be effective if you've said it over and over and over, plus you're, you know, killing time with your other students in the classroom. So the AI solution is a great step forward. The other thing it can do is it can present a curriculum that is personalized. So for example, if you have a autistic student and they're more prone to visual stimulation, easy for me to say, um, then it would actually be drawing out pictures that would help your son or daughter, depending, to follow along with the lesson. So these are great ways in which a curriculum can be personalized and personify. You say they're using Dali and you know they're drawing these elaborate diagrams to keep your son right there on the edge of his seat as far as curiosity and as far as understanding what's being talked about. I mean this is a great wonderful tool for AI to be involved in your autistic son's life. However, as exciting as that sounds, you have to realize that you're talking about autism and autism is a control, right? There's control. They like to have control. So how do you loosen the grips of the control so that they see worth and value in the AI? My expertise in this area as a, as a teacher, well, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I just tried some stuff. So as I began to work with AI in my content marketing business, I began to introduce it in small steps. And the cool thing about it is, when you think about it, we all had Clippy, right? You remember Clippy on Word, where that was AI for us, right? You, you clip, it was a paper clip, and it had little eyes on it, that Clippy. That was our AI. That's what I started my son with, is I started him with just the basics of 
information that could be used front-loaded into some sort of interface that would allow him to increase his speed on the work. So what I used was just the recorder on the Word program. And you can also use it on Google. It, but what it does is it gets them acquainted so that they have kind of a stake, right? A personal stake. They start to see that this particular thing, such as a voice recognition machine, can have a great impact on their work and how fast they're able to do it. And of course, if you have an autistic son, you know that most likely they're going to want to be getting through with the work as fast as they can to get to work on what they want to get done. So this is a wonderful way of doing it. So you set them up with basically a tutorial where you show them how to do their work using the voice interface system. And the wonderful thing about it is you can have it reading back the work to them. Now, I will have to tell you that that is just a blast to watch your son, uh, especially my son, starting to really connect with these technologies that you didn't have as a kid. And now you have them kind of through your own business and you're being able to see how the voice and being able to talk things out and everything helps you get faster. Watching him see it gets faster and see himself get faster and start to choose those things, not because you asked him to, but because he had a chance to try his old way and try the new way and then he chooses your way. Well, that's a great little thumbs up for AI. And it'll make him that much more susceptible for him to choose AI in the future as he starts to loosen the reins and realize that he can actually produce more content, more likable content, more professional content faster by using these prompting devices. Then you're going to begin to see him find his way in the world of tomorrow without grabbing hold to what he knows. And that's exciting. Another thing that you have to think about is doing it in a way, again, where you're modeling for him how to do it. So let's say it's an assignment in history, okay? And so you're reading out the answer, the question, and then you're rephrasing the answer. And then after you do that, then you go back in your race, what would be distracting and what is like right on. So you give them a chance to go back through and see you come up with this long elaborate answer and then go back into it and edit it out for the most clear communication of the answer. That just is mind-blowing because there's so many skills that are going on at one time just by doing that. That's what I would say would be a great idea to start them out with AI, is start them out with just getting a chance to see how it can make their work faster and how the prompting can work. And then once you get those two things where they see it's going to be faster and they see that they have complete control, once you have those two items in play, then, and only then, 
will you be able to introduce it into their workflow, their actual creative workflow? So you have to do it, you have to model it, you have to show them how to get to the good work by getting rid of the fluff, and then you have to give them the opportunity to choose it when after you've introduced it don't force it on them and then once you've gotten them to that point then you can let them begin to incorporate the artificial intelligence into their own creative work so this was kind of a quick one i just want to give you a couple ideas um of course we're going to be thinking about how that's going to be fitting into the creative workflow in upcoming broadcast and talk to you later have a great day if you like this podcast give it a thumbs up and tell people about it have a great day on teach your son